this was a treat of an episode. I'm so excited for you to dive into really hearing more from Christina of Elixir Media Co. If you're not already following her on Instagram, you definitely should because she is one of the few people who I really believe is helping make marketing feel better for both the creator and the consumer of it. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on the podcast because even though she does do done for done for you real production, she also helps to really be the expansive marketing coach that we all want, like to help coach women to grow their business and their wildest dreams with ease. Like really hearing the way we talk about content in this podcast is really going to hopefully shift how you see it when it comes to reels and marketing, but also how it begins to feel for you too. So we dive into like everything really around reels that we can that's not tutorial based that's not the how-to really the core strategy of how to approach it for whether it be you're like really wanting to grow more followers or more clients or more engagement we talk all about it in a way that's going to feel really good and land for you so looking forward to having you listen to the rest of the podcast and let's dive in Welcome to the Online Presence Podcast, where we bring you mind-blowing and heart-opening insights to help you sell more of your life-changing offers with ease. I'm your host, Danielle Clem, a sales funnel and message energetic strategist, and for those curious, a one-thing generator living in sunny California. I help life-first personal brand entrepreneurs who are tired of putting their life last on the path to growth to make sure to help you to design high-converting marketing around your life and not the other way around. Together, we'll dive into the deep world of compelling funnels and messaging that moves people like poetry. Join me as we explore everything that an online presence covers, from new sales copy angles to nervous system regulation during scaling, to even the horror stories between balancing work and travel, to even tarot cards. We cover it all. And the best part? We'll do it together, as it's my mission to help convert your next 100 lifetime buyers. So tune in. Take notes and let's elevate your online presence to the next level. All right. Thank you, Christina, for coming on the podcast. I know this is going to be a really juicy episode, not just because it's a lot about strategy, but very much something that I think everyone, every entrepreneur is always thinking about when it comes to marketing and reels on really how to create a strategy or customize one of their own to feel good for them. That's not just only tactic heavy or only trend heavy. So I'm so happy to have you on this like topic and just dive in. Thank you. I'm excited. Let's do it. I am too. So I think what would be a really great place to begin with is really talking about how you, what is your process when it comes to helping people to unearth what feels good for them and what doesn't when it comes to the strategy that is reels and marketing. Because I think so often, like you mentioned this in a previous reel of yours, you know, with marketing, there can be a 12 course meal of strategies. There's anything you want out there, but at the same time that overwhelms every single person, including myself, the thought of it as a marketer too. So I'm curious, how do you go about with your clients to really start to begin to ask some questions or things to help them to unearth what actually feels good for them in this moment, or even that they can kind of stick with in the next few months, because marketing, as we all know, is ever evolving. So to try and say it's going to be good for a year from now, probably not sustainable, but at least for the next, you know, month to quarter plus, what's kind of your way of beginning that conversation? Yeah, you know, I I find that when most of my clients come to me, 
they're very clear on what they don't want to do, which I love because I think it reveals so much about what we do want, right? And and I think that's typically the first hump that we get over. It's like, okay, now that I know everything that you're like, fuck no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm like, okay, great. We've got that out of the way. Now, when we think about showing up, like what feels easy? What feels like, oh yeah, I can do that. No problem. Right. Like when we think about marketing, we tend to think of like a hundred percent of the things that we can be doing. And you're right. I mean, what, in what world is a hundred percent of anything and you, and you doing it perfectly, not overwhelming. And so what we do is we really take a step back and we say, okay, what's some, what's something we can do to move the needle forward 1% today? Just 1%. Is that saying hello in a DM? Is it showing up in stories, right? And typically once this conversation starts about, okay, this 1%, what I actually find is that my clients automatically lean in at least an additional 10%, 20%. And what's the most important thing to me is that it feels easy to them, right? That we kind of start rewiring their brain because they have it as such a hard truth that marketing is not for them, that they don't want to do it, that it's not fun. It's not easy. It's confusing, right? It's, it's all of these negative things. So just kind of at a literal 1% at a time, getting them to a place where at the, by the end, they, they feel like, like, you know, like CMOs, you know, they feel like, oh my God, I am an expert at this. I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly what I can say. And I know how to do it in a way that actually lights me the fuck up. Right. I think that's amazing. And I a hundred percent agree. It's actually one of my biggest tenants when it comes to like the funnel work and messaging work that I do, because it's so easy to get overwhelmed by the concept of like, you know, redoing your entire funnel or creating a whole new one or messaging. And after working with clients for, you know, five plus years now, I can start to immediately say I saw it on a call like yesterday where the person just talking about it felt really overwhelmed because it's, there's certain concepts in business that just naturally feel overwhelming due to the last few years of having every single piece of strategy thrown at you being like, you need this because it'll help you to get these you know, amazing followers or clients, whatever it is. And it's so interesting to see how I'm really glad this shift is happening. Uh, even though it's a, a slow shift sometimes to help people to go in that 1% mindset. And I think, especially when we're looking at, and I love this part around like really understanding what you don't like first, because I think sometimes when people ask, what do you want? That can be a big question in itself, because when you start to go in with that gives that same blank canvas feel, that paradox of choice feel that we're all just like, this is too much. I don't know. So I love that you start with like the, what do you not want? And I'm curious, what do you find are kind of like either the most common or also the most like unusual answers to what do they not like doing in the marketing when they talk to you? Like, is there any kind of themes you see for your people? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's a little bit of everything. And one of the things that jumps out to me right now, cause I was just having this conversation with, with people in my mastermind is that they were saying, you know, it, it feels weird to sell. You know, it looks so easy for everyone else to sell, but when I go to say it, there are no words or, you know, I, I overthink it and then I just don't say anything or I just don't hit post. And to me, I, you know, this is, this is a two-parter. One, can we shift our perspective? When we're looking at it through a lens of, we are, you know, being salesy, right? That's what they say a lot. Being salesy, being sleazy, you know, overselling to people when, when we approach it and we're looking at through that lens, like 
yeah, of course you don't want to show up. Of course you want to take a step back. Of course you don't want to tell people, but instead, can we shift to a place where we see it as, you know, we can really help transform people's lives, right? Can we look at what I call the side effects of what we do? So we're so familiar in marketing about pain points, right? But what if we took those pain points and turned them into emotions? And then what if we looked at our offer and looked at the emotions after we've helped them? And then can we take it a step even further and look at what happens in our clients' lives as a direct impact of the transformation they experienced, right? And can we own that? And can, and can we, yes, let the imposter syndrome come and tell us that, you know, that really wasn't because of us. That's because of the hard work we did. Yes. And we gave them the tools to get there. And I think that when we really step into our power, especially as women in this way, it allows us to show up differently, you know? And so that's so much of, of the journey that, you know, we work on it and it, it's not a one-time thing, you know, it, it comes up again and again in different ways. And starting with this, this, you know, how do I, how do I sell? How, how do I get comfortable selling? And it's like, it can be as simple as shifting our perspective, assuming that people want to buy from us. That one thing, you know, I have a list of affirmations that I give people, all of my clients, you know, and one of those affirmations on there, look, I have it right here. It says, people want to invest with me. I just need to tell them how. That's a great one. Yeah. And just think, you know, again, like how differently would you show up if that was a perspective? How much more would you show up? How excited would you be to invite people in, right? Can we look at, instead of be, us being salesy, can we look at it as we're giving people an invitation to become their highest self, right? To experience this transformation, to experience this magic. Like when we think about it from that way, there's this like purpose and this passion that drives you that becomes absolutely magnetic. And there's no way that you're not successful when you're in that energy. I think that's such a great testament to, to you, you really are the embodiment of that example as well in your Instagram and how you show up and how your team does as well. And I think that's such a big shift in general that I think a lot of us are moving into or desiring to move into in our marketing, because like you said, there is, you know, a point in time where, yes, you do need to know your problem, you know, your pain points and know these things, but we're all just tired of saying the same thing in the same way of feeling that. And even I did a, again, as the tech nerd that I am, I was diving into chat GPT in the last couple of days, just to kind of see what would come out of it. And it was the most boring type of content that I could ever see, like, especially with what I do, because what I do is very similar to what you just mentioned. It's really creating an experience, an emotional experience inside the funnel, inside of the messaging so that they feel that they step into that while they're experiencing this container. And to have that be reflected in your marketing too, is just, it really transforms the way that your people receive you and really understand what you're doing. And it's interesting because there's like this interesting dichotomy right now of We've had the most automation we've probably ever had in the online space with ChatGPT, with tech, but that's also showing us this glaring need for more emotion, for more embodiment. And I'd love to kind of dive into this even deeper, especially for you help a freaking variety of people. <laughs> 
it, it's you're one of the few people I noticed who you really don't kind of contain yourself into like you only help coaches or you only help course creators or only help certified like you really do help so many people and I'd love to kind of dive into as well especially we'll take it down from like your coaching mastermind people and the go to your done for you as well when it comes to your coaching done or your coaching side your mastermind side I 100% agree with you like the biggest thing I hear from people as well including myself as like a coach slash strategist service provider is how to really embody the feelings that they're having the lifestyle they have when you're technically not the mentor some even though you're the mentor you're not the embodiment sometimes and I'm curious how you help coach those people who are you know in that space where they're providing a service or a package or a coach and they they can't really get themselves behind the idea of well I don't have the exact lifestyle they want right now or I don't have the like check mark wardrobe or those things that they think that they need in order to show up in the emotions that they now still relate to like physical things. I think sometimes when people hear the embodiment of emotions, they think of, well, I have to go on more vacations or I have to do like all the like six, like the monthly massages. I'm curious how you help them to ground that better. That's not so dependent off of a like physical image. Hmm. You know, that's so interesting. Um, because what's so interesting to me about this is I don't think of any of those things when I think about embodiment, you know, and, and I think, you know, there's, there's two conversations here. One is, you know, the, the strategy side, the tactical side. Okay. Like give me the one, two, three steps. And, and I love that side. And it's also to me, like that part is so simple, like that part, that's, that's the easy part. Right. And, and really, if, if that's what you're looking for, I would say, look at who your dream clients are, look at who your soulmate clients are and find the things that you have in common, because there is something and there's more things than you realize because 9.9 .9 out of 10 times when I talk to people and it doesn't matter if they're, you know, just starting a business or if they're eight, nine figure entrepreneurs. We want to work with people who are like us. We want to work with people who we could be friends with. So I promise you that if you take a second and you look, you have things in common with them. You know, sure, you one your you know dream client might be on a yacht while you're chilling in your backyard in your in your blow up pool. But <laughs> right, the point is you still love water. The point is you still find peace with it, right? There, there are things that you have in common, which, you know, one of the golden rules of marketing is what you put out is what you get. So my, my tactical response is find the things that you do have, have in common and push that out so that you can magnetize it back. And the other part of this is like, okay, there, there's deeper things than physical, you know, than the physical things in life. And you're, you're, you might get somebody's attention with these kind of superficial things, but you're never going to build loyalty off of them. Yep. And loyalty is what makes people buy, especially when you are a high, you have a higher price ticket than other people in your industry, right? Loyalty is where you get people. So how do we create that? Especially when we're talking about, okay, but okay, but what does that have to do with me making a post, right? Or an email or a template or a freebie, whatever. And here's my answer is that we have these really great things called mirror neurons, right? They're like right in the back of our skull somewhere here. I'm not sure. I'm not a scientist, but I know they're back there, 
right? And they're responsible for creating empathy in people. They're one of the very few things that is unique to human beings. And it causes us to feel, to feel like we are going through something that we are taking in, whether it's sight, whether it's reading, right? Or listening or seeing, right? It's why when, you know, you see someone on America's Funniest Home Videos, you know, you see a dad get hit in the balls and like, I don't even have balls, but my stomach hurts a little bit, you know? <laughs> Right, mm -hmm. that right there, that's your mere neurons firing off. And so if you can find a way to get those to fire off when you are marketing yourself, right? People will feel it, right? Marketing is all about a feeling. We hear that all the time. That is why it's because of those, those really nice mere neurons. And so when we share core values that we have in common with our dream clients, you got them. That's what builds loyalty, right? That's what makes somebody go, you know, there's other people that may do something similar, but I want to work with her and I'm willing to pay 10 times more because she has my loyalty, right? We have this deep thing in common and she's the only choice for me. I think you just hit on a huge point too, especially around the part of like the mirror nor I'm a huge like brain nerd too. So like hearing mirror neurons and hearing like all the neural pathway stuff is always super fun. Um, and it's hundred percent true though. I think and hearing that too, that concept distilled down really means you're helping them evoke emotion in them that they've already felt through the post that you're doing. It doesn't have to be the same situation, but it can be a, a, a you know, a feeling of happiness, of loss, of pain. And I see this all the time for myself. Like one of my, you know, what kind of brought me into the space for, for business was my biological mom and stepmom passed away from cancer before I was 17. And like mm -hmm. having those two big losses in your life as people who aren't uh, on the video, she just immediately could feel, I could see that in her, like her, her body just felt that. And she doesn't have to go through the same experience as me, but she, she has known most likely loss or some type of a heartbreak to where, you know, that's the beautiful thing about humans is that we don't have to always go through the same situation, but we can have, have experienced similar emotions that are evoked through those pieces. And I think that's what I'm hearing from you is so important to have in your content along with core values. It is crazy to me how people don't talk about or like infuse more core values outside of like their about page or whatever it is. Like I've been even incorporating that into the work we do on like the sales page on like on a vehicle, like you know, on emails because it needs to be everywhere. It's not just meant to be on a one-off thing because like you just mentioned, people need to experience you and what you stand for. And if you don't have that in like every nook and cranny that it can be in, you're going to, like you said, lose out because you're going to become then a commodity rather than the actual like person they want to be. Yeah. I think in short, you become easily forgettable, mm. you know, and, and this is, this is such a sign of the times, you know, uh, 10 years ago, this wouldn't have been true, Yep. but today it's an absolute necessity, just like you said, just like you said, and every, and I've got everywhere that you can put those things in, you know, everywhere. A hundred percent. And I think something too, I'd love to dive into here because really what we just talked about too, was like breaking through, which I'm hoping more people are getting better about breaking through the ideal that you have to have like lifestyle marketing, which is that like yacht mentality of trying to do own things, which is not the truth. You can do it with emotions. Like you said, find the commonalities. And I'm curious as you help clients, especially those who range from your done for you people to even maybe done for you or your mastermind who do high ticket, how do you really shift the conversation with them on how they create content that is 
more strategy-ish that is helping them. Like I know you mentioned this on your previous reel around shepherd content. And I'm curious how you begin to help them to start to reframe that they can bring in clients through these realms who are high ticket. Cause I think sometimes there still is a barrier for people to think about reels or TikToks as they've seen other people get clients, but they're like, oh, but I, I'm charging too high. They have to come from referrals or like, this might not be the place for me. Cause it's more like, I'm hoping people aren't like this anymore, but like the teenagers are still there or whatever, you know? So I'm curious how you help them to one, shake that belief, but also then to how to then approach this from a place that actually does really attract more of their people in that's not having to feel like they're doing a lot of tire kickers or objection handling through it. Yeah. Gosh. Um, I'm like such a loaded question. <laughs> I'm like, there's so much here. Um, yeah. So the first thing is, um, and you did an entire workshop on this. So in case anyone is wanting to listen, yeah. you still have the evergreen anywhere. She's done yes, a three-day workshop. So this is just to give you a, like a taste of it, guys. <laughs> so it does give you a heads up there. Yeah. Thank you. I know. I'm like, how do I condense three days of a workshop into the next 10 minutes? <laughs> um, the first thing while I, what that I'll say is it's, so absolutely not true that you cannot book that there's any type of barrier you know with a 250k sale directly from instagram reels or from tiktoks and i say that with such conviction because i see it all the time like our clients get mind-blowing results mind-blowing results and i'm talking about you know 750k launches and filling events that are in person that have 1500 people, you know, and they have a waiting list. And, and I think for me, I know that if something doesn't seem possible, I look for the proof and there is an abundance of it. And, and we are very lucky that we have, you know, touch points with people who are actually doing this. So to me, I'm just like, well, we can just take that thought and throw it away that we're not, <laughs> we can't make a lot of fucking money off of creating these, these posts. Right. And when, when, when we can create content that has different purposes, right. This is something that is so interesting to me now you know, we've been in business for a while and we've been in marketing for a while that people still don't know and don't understand. And when I tell them this thing, they're always like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. And it's that different posts have different purposes. What I often find is people are trying to do so much in one video right? They're trying to establish themselves as an expert and they're trying to prove themselves and they're trying to be a resource to people and they're trying to sell on top of that. And God, if they're trying to also like show that, so any type of social proof, I'm just like, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> Seriously. And trying to get likes and comments, like dear God, you know? So I think the first thing is really like knowing, okay, one purpose per post, start there. You know, it's only really now in the last couple of years that I'm able to take maybe two or three things and, and intertwine them into storytelling, right? That, that requires a level of skill and practice. So I would say if you're, if you're not at that stage yet, if you're making a post today, think about what the intention is for that post. Is it to increase your engagement, right? Are you trying to bump up your likes and your comments? Okay, cool. Then share something fun. 
then then ask questions, you know, give a poll, give a quote. God, bitches love quotes. We never stop. A quote is always a safe one that's going to get you a lot of likes, comments, saves, sends, all of them, right? If the if the purpose is to sell, then be crystal clear on who it's for, what it is, how it serves them, where they can buy it, right? If you're if you've already sold and now like people aren't buying and so you you're really desiring for more people to come to your offer, then share social proof, right? Share a testimony, share tangible results, share the magical results that people can't hold on to. So I, again, my point here is have one intention and, and remind yourself that, okay, it's okay that this post didn't get likes because that was never the purpose here. The purpose was to fucking sell. The purpose was to make money. Did we do that? And then from there, we can strategically look at it. Okay, well, do we desire more sales? Yes, then let's take path A. Okay, are we done here? Then let's take path B. I think this is a huge piece that almost every entrepreneur has felt in some way or another is like the curse of knowledge or the expert trap where you know so much you want to like include it and stuff it into everything. And it is something that I see, even especially with the work that I do with messaging and funnels where either it's like a insanely long page for no reason or like an insanely long email for no reason because the the idea which is like usually for each asset you create it's meant to be one idea one intention per thing but I think we always forget that when it comes to Instagram because like you mentioned or even TikTok because we're wanting so many things to happen at once we're wanting we want all the engagement but we also want the like the followers we also want the you know sales with all of these things that we have a hard time choosing and I think hearing what you mentioned is really kind of taking a step back and asking yourself what do you kind of desire most in this like container that you're creating on Instagram and then begin to just chip away at it I mean, like you said be like put on the marketer hat for a moment and and freaking hire Christina to help you with it because <laughs> it's important to hear that also it gives you so much freedom I think too and having a lot more posts now that you can create because and even for myself I've been straying away from I think I've done a few like three minute TikToks uh, on like certain things I'm like okay this should have been like a five-part series if I'm being real but because I'm so used to podcast format or YouTube format too I think also depending on what formats you've been comfortable with as well also can really indicate how you feel and show up on on reels and TikToks too. Yeah. And I also think, you know, that's okay. There's like this like sigh of relief or like full body relief really, you know, when I tell my clients like, yeah, and that's okay. Right. In the same way that we don't have to be everything to everyone. We don't have to do everything in marketing, right? Like we can, if, if long longer form video works for you. I'm like, lean the fuck in, boo. Let's go. Let's make sure you're on YouTube and let's go, <laughs> you know? And, and then from there, like, how can we either delegate or find a very easy way to turn this one, you know, longer video into really quick, short snippets that we can just push out on the other channels, mm-hmm. right? I think that so much of the frustration and overwhelm comes because these, you know, easy, quick courses are so available to us. And so many of them teach us one way to do it. Yep. Right. 
they teach us one way. And that is probably the number one thing that I have, like, like that I'm like shaking my fist at when it comes to the mentor slash coaching industry right now is like, if we don't get off of this pedestal where we say, here's the one way to do it. If you don't do it this way, then you're incorrect. This is why you are not successful. I just want to like shake people. Because the truth is, is there are so many successful people and they've all done it different ways and they're all great at it, right? The key here is just to like, okay, it gets to a point where you're consuming information, consuming information, and now you have it all, right? Stop and pause and ask yourself, okay, right? And this is, you know, what I preach so much on my Instagram is this is where, where most people are like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do it each way in every way in all the ways, right? This is where they're eating the 12 course meal and they're exhausted and they want to leave and they don't want it anymore. And they just, they're just like, oh, I'm out. I'm done. Marketing's not for me. Right. And instead, what I'm saying is look at all of the information you have, like a buffet, right? And not the kind where we go in and we stuff ourselves and gorge ourselves. Although, you know, sometimes that's fun. (laughs) (laughs) But can we look at it like, okay, I have all these options. Let me pick the one that feels good to me now. And I'm going to pick it and I'm going to do it. And then in a couple of weeks, I'm going to check in with myself and I get to say, okay, I want to continue doing this or, you know, and I'm done with this. Let me go and pick something over here from this course. Let me take a little sprinkle of what that, that other coach taught me and sprinkle that on top, right? Can we play with marketing? Can we get back to that? Can we get back to just trying it on and seeing how it feels? And when it doesn't feel good, don't throw it away. Just know it's not for right now. I think there's such a, if there could be like a gold nugget of this episode, it it definitely be that because I want people to realize with marketing, with messaging, like that's one of the reasons why I created my most recent program, because I was having so many people come to me with already preconceived notions of like funnel and messaging work. Like I need to create a webinar and do a like seven step video email series and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, but why do you actually want to do that? Do you, does that excite you also from the data side of it? Like, do your people even want that? Have you even like been able to see their interactions? And I would feel so, you know, I would feel so disingenuous to give you a preconceived strategy when we don't even know like what's going on. It's like a doctor, a doctor wouldn't hopefully diagnose you if they don't haven't talked to you or had your symptoms yet. So I, I would love for people to walk away with this episode, really having that you know, that thought of coming into play and also the permission slip that is doing it your own way, because that's what all this is about. That's where truly so much of the marketing is really shifting because there, there truly is no strategy, like one strategy from one person that's going to work for you a hundred of the time for the next like 10 plus years. It's just not going to happen. You evolve, the, the platforms evolve, whatever it might be. So to hear this from you, especially And knowing also the results you got, I hope people realize that you don't have to sacrifice results for trying out things that maybe you haven't done before or your word like might not, you know, hit correctly. And I'd love to kind of like finish this out too, with just hearing how you kind of approach this with done for you clients too, because you have the same mindset with them. And what do you really help them with when you are at that place where maybe you've tried the first experimentation and then you help them to like refine it from there? What's your process with helping them to realize like you're still going to get results maybe if it didn't happen the first get-go or whatever it is? How do you really help your done-for-you clients to stay in that mindset of like, 
it's play, but also we can profit from it and it can be easy. Like, how do you really help them? Because I know a lot of that is you helping strategize with them. Yeah. You know, this is really quite simple and maybe even a little too simple, <laughs> but this, I feel like every, everything today, I'm like, there's two things about this. No, but there, <laughs> but there really is just two things about this. The first thing that we do is I preach about it on my platforms. I tell people how to show up when they work with me. I tell them what they can expect when they work with me. I show up and I say, I have successful clients and I have not so successful clients. And here's how the successful ones look at it. This is how they approach it. This is how they do. And here are the exact results that they get, right? So I'm very clear about that. I think sometimes in, you know, in the online space, it gets, we get these you know, people who show up and they only talk about the good things, right? And they think that like, that's what we're supposed to do, which again, no shame, but I think that you're really doing a disservice to yourself and hurting yourself in the end and kind of shooting yourself in the foot by only talking about the highlights, right? The highlight reel, the highlight clients, whatever it is, because then people assume that that's the only result they're going to get. And that's far from true, right? Again, I have successful clients and I have non-successful clients. I show up the same. I am consistent. It's about the energy that they bring and the perspective that they bring. So again, the first thing I do is I preach about it and I show up and I talk about it on my platforms. The second thing that I do is I really set the stage for whoever comes to us, whether it is done for you or done with you, right? That's what we call our coaching. And so with the done for you, I start... Well, really every conversation with, okay, before you sign this contract, before you come into our Elixir family, you know, I want this to be crystal clear that this is not a magic pill. This is not something that you look at one time and then leave forever and never have to work on again. This is not something that you throw up and you post and you ghost, right? If, and, I'm, and I'm clear about like, well, okay, you could do that. And these are the results that you're going to get if you do that. Now, if you want these results, here's how I need you to show up. Here's how we give that our best shot. And Ooh, that's huge. Yeah, it it makes such a huge difference with, with client experience, right? Because so much of working with higher paying clients is knowing how to retain them, right? And, and retainment is set up by client experience, which again is set up by their mindset coming into, into it. So if you can preface it and you can be upfront about it and talk about what it's not as well as what it is, right? I mean, your clients are going to be happier in the end and they're going to shout your name from the top of the roof because they are. I want to say too, because as we're talking about this, we've We've covered so much in just a small amount of time. So I'm hoping people are going to grasp what they need to. But I think what I'm hearing, especially from this as well, is you're really helping to, to in, a, in a word, train your people to know how to work with you. Because so often, especially in the like services side or even coaching side too, especially if you're, you know, kind of still having that people pleaser tendencies or the boundaries kind of let go, you'd be willing to say, okay, I'm just going to like, I'll, I'll work with whatever they bring me or like, oh, this person seems kind of shaky, but you know, I can, I can work with it. And then we try and assume their, you know, their responsibility and that then creates so much pressure on us. So what I'm hearing from you to help mitigate any of that is 
to just be honest. And I think that's where a lot of this, you know, marketing is moving into as well is as humans, if you want to evoke emotions in your marketing, you also have to speak about the not so great emotions. So wouldn't the same be the case for also the same client experience? So a lot of this all mirrors because marketing is relationships. So like it all mirrors each other. And I hope people can come away with this hearing that you can step into everything you need to without it feeling like it is uh, you know, far away from you, or you have to embody a whole new person, or you have to like, let go of your morals. Like, I think you're really helping to help people to show up into more of the human and CEO inside of the space. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it more perfect myself. <laughs> well, I know we can dive into this like even deeper, but I want to have this here for people to just begin with the conversation. And for everybody who is going to for sure want to hear more about you, where can they find you to like, just binge all your content? <laughs> Yeah, you can find us on the gram. You can find us on the gram. It's at Elixir Media Co. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're on there every day. You can follow our adventures. We're always traveling for real and TikTok production. We're headed out to Chicago. We'll be in Mexico next month. So we're we're all over and we, you know, we 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 make it fun. <laughs> Simple and fun. It is such a fun time to like see all the like in progress production you guys do. They they really do take you, you take us behind the scenes with everything. Like the way you promote it, you really help to show the, the, the moments that are happening versus just the after reels, which I think is a beautiful also marketing uh, showcase as well. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm so happy to have you on for everybody. Please go check out her stuff. And because it truly is just like, it'll help you to feel better about your marketing and hopefully show up in a better way too. Uh, thank you again, Christina, for coming on. And I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Online Presence Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go down and give a five-star review. And if you want to continue the conversation, be sure to follow us at Danielle Clem with three M's on Instagram. And if you're ready to take your scaling journey to the next level, head over to danielleclem.com for our own life-changing offers. See you on the interwebs and in the next episode.